Welcome everybody to Let Life, Don't Let Life Live You. And um, my name is Mark Warner. I'm Head Monkey Butt. Been a part of KVGI Radio for years. You guys all know me. Um, been floating around, doing all kinds of things in the engineering in the background. And uh, over the last uh, 10 years or so, I have been wanting to do uh, my own show talking about living life. And um, recently over a couple of friends that have gotten uh, pushed to to change their life because of COVID and because of just not having work and uh, just everything in between that uh, it made me think about that uh, life is not as complicated as you make it. Um, you can make it more complicated. You can make it easy. And it all depends on uh, how you want to live it. And um, I was just recently talking to a couple of guys that are going to come on here today. And one of the things was that I said was, that, you know, I have a friend of mine that says you can take a wrong. She takes a wrong turn all the time. And I kept telling her, you don't take wrong turns. You only you only take a path that you're on that time, but you can stop, you can correct it, you can make the change, and then you can move forward, and then you can get back on the track that you want to get back on. But you're the only one that is committed to that mistake that you made or the decision that you made that was right or wrong. It's not a mistake that you made to get on that wrong turn. That wrong turn is just a path that you're on. The path can always change. And, you know, the one of the things that I, I've always talked about for years is just breathe, just expel the air out of the, of the world. And just why do you get mad? Why do you get angry? Why is it that you do what you do? You have two hands, you have one mouth, one brain, you have two feet. You can go in any path you want, but you are the only one that can make the change. You're the only one that can go a different direction. And you're the only one that worries about the past. Nobody else worries about your past. Honestly, nobody really worries about your future. But you're the one that needs to do that. So living life. Let's talk about that. How is it? How do you do it? What, what is it? That is, how, how is it possible? Well, why rethink it? Why overthink it? Because really, at the end of the day, it's you get up in the morning and you have a routine. And if the routine is not fitting in your lifestyle, change it. I can tell you over the years, my life in the last 10 years has changed every, I don't know, three or four years. But in 2019, pre-COVID, my life changed dramatically. It was a decision I made. It was a decision that I, I, I made with my wife. It was not a pre-thought out. It was, it happened in uh, 30 seconds. What's the possibility of us moving out of state? Selling the house, moving somewhere else. And over the, if I go back and look back five years prior, we tried to move, tried to sell the house. We tried to do things. It didn't work out. When this happened last year in 2019, it happened because we wanted it to happen. We didn't let the boundaries stop us. We didn't let the obstacles put us on the side and go, oh, can't crawl over that hurdle. We just push forward. If you really want something, you can achieve it. It's just a matter of what you want. That being said, I'm going to bring on three good friends. Now, here's the here's the deal with this. This show is about talking about pre-COVID, post-COVID, how you're dealing with life, what are you doing in life, where are you going in life. And then they're going to share their stories. They're going to share their information. They're going to share their business. And they're going to talk to you. And they're going to tell you how they're living their life. You've seen some of these on my shows before. You've seen some of these in the studio with KVGI if you're watching that on our channel. Oh, yeah, let me let me go back a second. So we are streaming on multiple channels. 
uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch, and, and Periscope, I think. Yeah. Um, I decided to just do them all. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about, yeah, just do it on one channel. And Listen, I got friends all over the place that have different channels, different things. Some like to watch it on YouTube. Some like to watch it on Facebook. Just get it out there. I'm not looking to put it out to 50, but at least we're on eight right now. Um, so that being said, if you're on the KBJ channel, you have seen some of these guys. And some of these you have not, but you might have seen them in post on my Facebook and things like that. So my first guest I'm going to bring on to talk just for a few seconds while I introduce him, and then we'll all have a collaborative conversation. Jeff Parkerson, welcome to the show, sir. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So, Jeff, tell us uh, in a few seconds, who are you and what is it you do for a living? Um, so I'm Jeff Parkerson. I uh, am a real estate broker. Uh, before that, I was uh, in the Marine Corps in the early 90s. I was a police officer, federal air marshal, um, and then I wound up in real estate. And so as a, uh, I did four years in real estate and then became a broker. So I have my own company um, and then we have Lead the Way, so which led me to uh, you. So yeah. We have Lead the Way Radio. Um, and we give back to those who serve. So uh, military, law enforcement, firefighters, teachers, doctors, nurses, ministry, all that gets a portion of our commission. So that's our passion in life. Uh, my wife is a teacher. Um, we have doctors, nurses, firefighters, ministers, all that in our family. So basically my, my work is like working with my family every day. Awesome. Well, I know that, you know, years ago, came on the radio and I will tell you that I'm not sure I've ever said thank you to you because guys like you for what you do, not just because you're giving back to those who served, but you are a networker in a general sense so that you may not be involved in the masses of general networking, but you are on the one-to-one -one connections. And I will say that over the years you have enlightened me and uh, prized me of some really good people that have been really good collaborative friends, colleagues, partners in business. And, um, and it's guys like you that put forth that effort um, to see that two people could work together. And, uh, and even when you had your own show, uh, Lead the Way Radio, I mean, you brought on people that collaborated. And it was interesting because you, I don't think you saw the effect that your relationship, you brought in one person, you brought in another person, they don't know each other. And the next thing you know, you're not really hosting the show. They're hosting the show. Mm -hmm. And you just sit back and let them have the conversation. Well, Realize that was the it. idea because I'm not a good radio voice. So. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> but well, no, I, that's 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 the gift I've been given is is my my ability to connect people, and and it always has been whether you know whether it's in the Marine Corps, whether whether it was a police officer, but it's really worked well for me in real estate, um, and lead the way and and all that. So it's it's. It's a it's a blessing to have that, um, but I, it's it's unexplainable how how that network works. It it's just Rock on. Uh, it's been uh, crazy. Well, hang tight. I'm going to introduce somebody else before I bring everybody on. But thank you for that and appreciate it. All right, next up is Aaron Boren, and um, I'm going to unmute him. There he goes. So Aaron Boren. So wow, I I will tell you that I've known Aaron for. Man, I, I want to say 10 years. At least. It, it, yeah. I mean, it may have been longer than that. I can't remember exactly, but I, I remember kind of how we collaborated. Um, but it might have actually been 12 or 13 years. I just can't remember the 
the, the prior. But um, Aaron and I met um, through through basically networking. Um, it was through a couple of organizations we went through, and kind of interesting enough, we never really connected at that time. It was you were you were off on that distance, um, and I was over here, and we were just doing our thing. It wasn't until a couple of years later. Um, I was with the networking group and it wasn't doing very well. And we kind of knew that. And we needed to bring in some people and some new fresh blood, some new people that uh, had fresh ideas and fresh perspective. And here comes Aaron Moran walking in. And we all, I, I, can, I can tell you that the first impression was, well, what the heck are you doing here? Because <laughs> it was totally left field that you would walk in that door at that time and that networking group and those people. Um, but that's how we, that's how we met. And I realized if I had to say one thing about you, um, and I've said this many times and I, and I don't know if I've said it to you, Aaron, but the one thing you did change on my mind was networking prior to you. Honest God's the truth is I hated networking. I hated going to meetings. I hated talking to a bunch of people. It, it, it still could be that way to some degree because people like to abuse the relationship. They, they want you to give their contact, but they don't want to give you theirs. <laughs> and right. So it's a, it's, it's give me yours and then thank you. And I might give you one, but so I don't, I don't work that way. And I've never been that way. And when I met you, it, uh, it changed <clears throat> getting to a meeting and talking to people and collaborating and, and really taking the weeds, so to speak, and weeding them out. And those are the ones that are the negatives. Those are the ones that, you know, there's kind of like your friend of me and your enemy. Right. You keep them off to the side for a minute. They're not going to be collaborative into your everyday thing, but you might need them at one point. So you don't want to burn the bridge, but then you find out what your nucleus is. You find those people. So that's what you did for me. You helped me see a different networking. So Aaron, tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about what you do. Sure. Well, thanks, Mark. That was very kind of you. And thanks for giving me an opportunity to be on here today. And uh, I love being able to support other entrepreneurs and working on projects. And uh, and uh, like Jeff at the beginning, I appreciate that you were in the Marine Corps. I enlisted in uh, 1990 in the Marine Corps myself. So um, a little bond there perhaps. But uh, a couple of things that uh, I own a manufacturing company and uh, we have basically 160 different SKUs of products that we manufacture, uh, like uh, primarily in like the topical wellness and health space. Uh, last two years has primarily been focused on CBD uh, just because of the craziness of that industry and what's been going on. And, uh, you know, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur. It's pretty much all I've ever known and what I've done. Um, I'm very much love helping people. I love seeing people succeed and win. Probably the, uh, I, I'm definitely always for the underdog. And I typically, and I have to really work on this, want success for people more than they even want it for themselves. And I usually will even go further to the map for other people than they will for themselves. And, uh, you know, it's a life lesson I've definitely had to learn. Unfortunately, I'm stubborn and hard-headed, and I've had to learn it over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, it's not something I've just been able to figure out and let go. And, uh, you know, again, I think uh, one of the uh, big things that I've just learned during this process, Mark, is that, um, you know, when you said, you know, live life, don't let life live you, you know, the one thing that's really interesting about that is that <clears throat> it's true, is that, um, you know, life is going to happen no matter what life is going to happen and you have to deal with it. And uh, just real quick, like for me right now, just to give perspective, 
I'm in my dad's room in Arizona. And today is 92 days that I've been here. And the reason I'm here is my dad is very ill and I'm here being his primary caretaker. In the scheme of everything else that's been happening and going on with COVID, our business, running companies, we'll get into that a little bit later. I'm saying, but it's been interesting. And so it's really about being in the moment. And I cherish this time that I get with him. I cherish when he has a good moment and we get to spend that time together. There's a lot of really bad moments right now that I wish I never have to remember or think about, but it's just real life. And so at the end of the day, I do think it's your attitude. I think it's what you determine is important to you, setting your priorities right, and then executing. And so um, thanks again for having me on the show today. Welcome. Thank you. And we're going to come back because I, I'm going I'm to bring up uh, attitude with Aaron here in a little bit because <laughs> just you kind of like the cat out of the bag, but we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of that. So hang tight. All right. My next guest is Raymond Jones. Uh, you might remember him from KVGI. Um I'm not sure, Ray, how we actually met. I don't know if I think it was a referral. A friend of yours uh, knew yeah. me or something got connected and you wanted to do a podcast, sure. radio show type thing. Andrew White, I think was that. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. So Ray came on, and uh, what's kind of interesting is Andrew, I think, thought that the two of you guys would kind of have a bond and everything, and it kind of turned the other way around. Ray and I had this bond. And uh, Ray had this idea. He wanted to do a show, and he did it for a while. It's called Suds and Duds. Suds and Duds. Um, what some people don't know about Ray is Ray has uh, multiple characters, and he's a multiple characteristic type of person, um, meaning that his mind goes a little beyond sometimes than creative because he will think outside the box. Um, and I think you did that when you did Suds and Duds because you fooled me. He, uh, I think he did like three, maybe four shows. And then I thought you had all these characters come on there. I was laughing silly and thought it was hilarious. Then one day I decided to travel to where he was and he let the cat out of the bag about this instrument that he had that had all these voice changes and everything. And, and, uh, and I kind of knew it, but I actually thought he had more people in there because it sounded like he was having a team of people putting it together and it was actually just him and a buddy. And, um, but that's how we came on. That's how we met. Um, and the one thing that I've liked about Ray is he's always stayed positive. Uh, and it, it doesn't matter. He's, he's let things, you know, he had to retire from the service. Um, he ended up going home and, and being that retirement. And I don't think he really wanted to be retired. Um, but he also wanted to kind of take a break, too, and, and, and live the life. And so I think that's what you did. So, Ray, I know how we met. I know what you went into, but if you could just kind of tell us a little bit about what you're doing today and uh, how you're living the life. Okay. Um, since I've retired, I retired 2014 and, uh, Hey, I have to say it on your show. I didn't realize I was going to be on, be on here with, uh, two, uh, two Marines. I would have brought some backup. Uh, <laughs> I am army. So, uh, anyway, uh, so I retired, I've owned like five or six businesses. And, uh, one of the good things about being retired from the military is, you know, you retired, you pretty much do whatever you want when you want to. Um, I've lived my life pretty much day to day. Uh, I plan for the future and hope for the best. It's pretty much how, how, how I live my life. Uh, one of the businesses I owned that you mentioned, uh, earlier was a beer store. I sold, uh, beer, uh, making products, you know, grains, etc. cetera. Uh, had, had to close that one down cause I had to go back and hope mom and dad on the farm, which I'm glad to do. Cause I mean, they kind of raised me. So now it's my turn. Right. 
And that's just kind of, that's how I live every day is pretty much uh, an, an adventure to me. And it's all about the destination. I mean, the journey It's not about the destination. It's about doing everything you can today and tomorrow will take care of itself. Man, I love that. Well, Ray, thanks for coming on. I'm going to bring on Jeff and Aaron now. So, guys, you have no idea how much I appreciate you guys coming on, being on here for episode one. Um, this has been something that I have been thinking about for years. Um, kind of like some of you guys, like more like Aaron than anything, is I want to be in the back end. I don't want to be out in the front. And being right here on the camera, it's not my thing. I want to be the engineer. I love helping people. I love inspiring people. I help directing people. I help people doing the one thing that I've been saying for a long, long time. Two words, common sense. It's not something that just happens with everybody, but everybody seems to overthink common sense. So my first part of this conversation with the three of you, and we'll start with Aaron, is common sense. When you found out that life was going to be a drastic change between middle of February, middle of March, somewhere in that time frame, what was your first impression on what you thought maybe might be your, your, re, your near future? It's a really good question. So when everything really started happening and it became evident that change was going to be significant, it was going to be real, and that there was going to be a lot of people impacted by what was going on, including our business, um, I immediately made the decision. And I mean, it was kind of like you said, a 30-second decision that we needed to over-communicate. We needed to make sure that we were in the moment, and we needed to make sure we weren't tone deaf to how people were really feeling and what was going on, and that we needed 100% to be completely engaged. And because I felt like what people tend to do when there's a lot of pressure and noise on the outside coming in, they retreat, people hide, they avoid, they evade, they get in this, I feel sorry for myself, they start worrying about what's gonna happen to me. And instead, we literally had entire meetings on this with our team, is that we have to re-engage, we have to get refocused, and we have to ask the simple question of our clients is, how can we be here to serve you? How can we help you during this time? take the focus off ourself and put it on other people instead. And I think that, that was really a genuinely pivotal moment for our company was making that decision. Now, what about personal though? What, what, how is that? Cause now I know you're with your dad, so I know yeah. you've not been with Jenny for 90 something days, but prior to that, before you go in there, what was that like for you and your current relationship and your family? Sure. Well, it, you know, it's, it's um, so, but before all that happened, and before I actually left to come here and all that, I, I think the real uh, situation for me was uh, how are we going to reinvent ourselves in this process? And that was on a personal level in our relationships and in business, because, I mean, I was even looking at like even with our church, the question was, what now? What's going to happen there? Because things are going to be different. We can't all get together. Um, my wife and I are really good about making sure that we have a date night and that we go do things. So the question was, how do we do that? And how do we make this look like? And then um, me, I love to do kickboxing. That's like one of my passions. I enjoy it. The question was, okay, so how does working out change now? What is this going to look like? And so it really just came, though, I think for us is we said, 
you know, and, and now it's the cliche word of the new normal, the new normal, which I don't really buy into because I don't think that anything is, I don't know what normal means, but, uh, but, but as far as how we react and what we do today, I think a lot of it has just been is that I, we woke up every single day and Jenny and I would literally have this conversation every morning we wake up, we say, how can we make today be the best it can be under the circumstances of what's going on around us? Because there's just a lot of unknowns. But I also, Mark, what you said a few minutes ago was really powerful, is that people spend a lot of time looking in the rearview mirror, their past. And your windshield's this big, your rearview mirror's this big. It's for a reason. You need to spend more time looking forward than you do looking backwards, right? Amen. And so for us, the whole thing was that, look, it's happening. What's going on right now? It's happening no matter what. So since it's happening, how do we adapt and how do we make ourselves more efficient and effective and how do we still get along and not allow this to get to us? And a big part of that was having, again, honest, open, direct communication in every aspect. I feel like that's very critical. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, and by the way, as a host, you guys can feel free to relax, drink up if you have something there, your water, your tea or whatever, you know, whatever you need to do to wet your whistle. All righty. <laughs> This is a relaxed conversation. So I'm going to go next because I really have really told my story out there to a lot of people. And it's not a big story, but kind of like you, Aaron, you know, I being in business for a long time. I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, I even when I was working corporate, I was still trying to figure out how to be an entrepreneur or I was an entrepreneur at the time um, until it was a time to, you know, get away from the man, they say. Right. Get out of the corporate world. So the last 25 or 30 years, I haven't had a job. I, I've been working my own business, doing my own thing. And I might have had two or three different businesses that I've moved from, but I, it, everything's just flowed, right? Because I didn't look back there too much. When there was a, a, a barrier that was put up, I just crawled over. And I didn't care how tall it was, how short it was, it didn't really matter. I, if I could walk around it, change pattern. So when people talk about a left or right turn made the wrong decision, look, I had to make a left turn. And that left turn was an empty field and it was nothing there. And I had to recreate it. And somewhere down the road, I had to turn another left or another right. I had to do the same thing. When this COVID happened, um, and, and to be real honest with you, it hasn't really affected me and Kim that much. Uh, on the financial side, yes, I'm not making as much money and my business has gone down a lot. Um, so that's hurt a little bit. But we've just gone with the paces. Um, it's happened. I can't control it. Uh, you know, wear the mask, don't wear a mask, can't go to this store, can't do that store, this store open, this store closed. We just we just worked around it. You know, and when it, when something closed and something changed, okay, you know, can't go there. All right, well, let's do this. Um, so we, did, we didn't weigh that, it didn't weigh on our shoulders so much. We just got up and said, okay, well, we can't go do this. Now what do we do? You know, can, can we order this? Can we go to that? Can, can we, you go that direction, I go in this direction? How can we make things work? And we did. Now, my business, um, I had moved to Michigan and I was going to continue my business living in Frisco. And I had my staff there and everything was going well. But in that 15 to 30 days, everything took a big turn when they started closing down restaurants and closing down bars. And then it was like, wait a minute. Now my customers are calling me saying, hey, I can't do a show. I can't pay. I'm out of a job. I've been laid off or uh, my company shut down or whatever the case was. I was looking at this going, hmm, do I shut it down for the time being like everybody else? Or do I just try to bear it the best way I can, pay a lot of money for rent and mortgage and everything else to try to swing it? Well, I made the decision 
to cut it out at the end of that month. Month was already paid for um, and everything. I, I decided to shut the KVGI down and move it to Michigan and let it be dormant until everybody was ready to go. Then I started doing this virtual. The moment, the week of, that was my left turn. I thought I was going to take six months of retirement and do nothing. Like, just have fun. Well, the house needed work. Got a dishwasher, had to replace half the lines in the house because of that. That's a long story. And then next thing, I had to go fix this thing. And then that thing had to fix that thing. And then next thing I know, I'm fixing everything in the house. And then my customers are going, hey, you're doing virtual. Hey, I want to do that. I don't have to go in the studio anymore. So now, since April, I've been doing this for a lot of my customers. Um, so it wasn't a wrong turn. It was just a turn of the path. I don't know what it is in the future, uh, like you guys. Um, but that's how I've been living. I've just been uh, taking uh, a little bit of time off. I'm just doing five or six, seven shows a week. And the rest of the time, I'm just enjoying life. My wife and I love it here. We're enjoying it. We're getting to do a little of activities that we didn't normally wouldn't do. Um, but what happens in 2021? Don't know yet. Nobody knows. But I do know that I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing, which is breathing and living life very well. So there's my story. Um, next up, we're going to go to Jeff. Jeff, so I could ask you the same question that we asked Aaron, but I know because the type of industry you're in, mm -hmm. you guys were like just kind of sustaining, it, just normal things were happening. Mm -hmm. And maybe when COVID hit, there was a little dip. But it didn't take long that it started going like this. And it has yeah. been nothing in, in the industry of brokering and mortgage and lending and refinancing and, and buying and selling a new home. It has, it has it's not like this, but it has soared and it just continues to rise. People are making decisions on their life future, mainly because they're looking at going, Hey, I'm paying a lot of rent. I'm paying a lot of this. Now's the time I can get my house. Now, now's the time I can refinance. Now's the time we can get into a different house. Um, and they're, they're, they're doing the best we can. Now, what I'm going to ask you is this. You did something a little different in the midst of all this. You kept that business going, but you started another business. And right when it was happening, you were just starting to get out the door. Mm -hmm. I, I want to know in your mind, starting that business, did you panic that you have all this equipment and all these things? And now what am I going to do? Yeah, um, there was a panic moment for sure um, with all of it, actually, because, um, you know, I had at the time right before the virus, I had just listed a house down in Austin. And so I had all this, you know, this guy's looking for a million dollar home in Austin. And uh you know, we got to sell that home first and then the virus hits and we're like, what, what's going to happen? You know, is nobody going to buy homes or, you know, Austin totally shut down. Uh, you can do open houses. So we had to do some roundabout stuff with Craigslist, put open houses on Craigslist and do it that way. And uh, it did work. Um, but but there is like a month moment there where everything was in panic mode and we're like, what's going to happen? But before that, I had, I started the RV business that you were referring to. And uh, we had two, our, actually we just acquired our third RV. And these are all $120,000 RVs that are not cheap. So nobody's renting them, we're gonna, we're gonna be screwed. And uh, so we had them booked out through summer and then March came and, and 
initially that first couple of weeks, everybody started renting RVs because everybody's uh, snow uh, trips were canceled and things like that. So like, all right, this may be good. And then all of a sudden everything died. So no RVs at all. So they, the summer started canceling, um, April started canceling. And uh, so we donated them to medical facilities to, um, you know, isolate in. And about two weeks into that, all the rentals started coming back like 10 times so the amount they were. So we even had to raise the price of the rentals because they were just coming in so, so much. And we ended up getting two more RVs. And so, but between real estate and RVs, it, it has just gone through the roof and it's the busiest year we've had in real estate and RV. So it's, it's been a, it's been and a very good year. year. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is your first year. Uh, September was, was the mark of our first yeah. year. Yeah. Wow. And you have what? Three now? Five. 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 Okay. And so about I now, about the class we're about to buy our six. So what else do you have? Um, I have a I have a Class A Winnebago, Class C Winnebago, Class C Thor, a Class C uh, Forester, and I have a toy hauler where the ah. tail drops down. You can put your motorcycles in, and I'm about to buy a, a Grand Design travel trailer. All right, I did not know about the toy hauler. I knew that I knew about two Class A or Winnebago and Class A, and then a trailer. Yeah, the three that I knew. All the while, I, so I have staff that helps me with that so i have maintenance guys and cleaners and yeah. all that good stuff and so i basically just show up to check out the rv so i don't do a whole lot with that um and then i'm focusing on real estate so i work in austin houston and dallas and uh, so i just do that triangle and so i'll be down in austin next week working so it it's been the busiest year ever so it's it's kind of weird that everything shut down but it's the busiest year ever so but uh things happen for a reason my friend we always keep uh keep on our toes just in case anything shifts or changes or anything like that. But, and you know, with, with everybody losing their jobs um, in a lot of industries um, I'm expecting that next year, maybe we'll have a lot of short sales and foreclosures and things like that. So then in, if that happens, then investors are going to pop up and start buying those. So there's always opportunities one way or another uh, in our business. So we just got to be able to shift and think on our feet. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. So, Ray, dude, um, man. So, let me ask you. I know I, I don't know what you were doing in between uh, prior to COVID, because um, I know you had shut another business down. So, I don't know exactly what business you were involved in. If you want to share that information a little bit, but then I heard earlier you were saying you were building a house, and so, and then you're uh, helping your your mom and dad at their farm, and and so you made some changes the last couple of years. How's that affected the farm and how's that affected your life and you building the home? Well, I'll tell you, <clears throat> building the home, it's affected quite a bit. Uh, about half the crews that we had working our crew, somebody came down with COVID, so they had to postpone. It's been a kind of a nightmare trying to get parts or, you know, pieces, I mean, like, like uh, I don't know, roofing material or brick or whatever, because they come from different parts of the country and some places are shut down, some places weren't. So that, that, that became kind of a, it's kind of extended. It was supposed to be done in June. Here we are in September and we're still in the process of building. So it's every day, one day at a time. That's how we go. Um, as far as how COVID has affected me living on a 38 acres in the middle of uh, Texas, um, you know, I see the same six people every day. So my COVID is pretty <laughs> limited. You know, I don't really, 
I don't really see very many folks. Um, I mean, but I've always kind of, when this whole thing kicked off, um, my wife, who's a nurse, she works down at Temple, Scott and White, um, Temple, Texas. But I told her when this first thing kicked off, I, I was thinking, um, this is just one more of a thousand things every day that will kill you. That's all it is. I mean, you walk outside, you can get by whatever, you know. And uh, so you just walk, you educate yourself on the topic, and you move forward. Uh, she, have, she got mad at me because um, she's a nurse and trust hospitals had issues. But she's kind of worked through, the hospitals worked through their issues. And uh, she kind of sees my point of view now that, you know, just, it's it's just one more thing, you know. Right. Tomorrow comes to no one. Um, the businesses that, I, I mean, I'm in real estate. I need to get your number there, uh, Jeff. Maybe we can sit down and talk. But absolutely, um, yeah, I'm into real estate now. But I'm more or less just riding on my mother's uh, coattails. Uh, she's in almost mid 70s, and she's been doing real estate for about 30, 35 years. And so I kind of help her more or less do what she's got to do with real estate. I don't really, I don't really uh, go. I don't, I don't do a whole lot except what she needs help with. Let's put it that way. Uh, one of our main sources of income through real estate is um, uh, uh, rentals. We have we have a, uh, a company that does nothing but rentals, and COVID has affected that business uh, just because folks can't make the rent. Sometimes I think it's um, people are using it as an excuse not to make the rent. I mean, but uh, in some cases, people. I'm, we did have a couple of uh, renters that came up say, I can't pay you the full rent, but I can pay you 500 bucks. We take 500 bucks. Yeah. You know, you're trying and we're, we're, we're happy with that. But then you got some folks that show up and say, well, I don't have any money, but then you see them outside, you know, buying stuff for the house, for, you know, for themselves, they buy a new car, they buy this, they buy that. Yeah. Well, something, something ain't right there. I mean, I live in a small town, so unlike Dallas, I mean, we got 2,500 people in my hometown. So, Everybody knows everybody. And when somebody buys a new car, it's like, that's national news. You know, <laughs> so what you're saying about people, you know, make, making wrong decisions, making right decisions, it, it, that's that's right. You know, um, I used to tell my kids, and I live by this today, you know, idiots never learn. Smart people learn from their own mistakes and brilliant people learn from others. So... So idiots never learn. And as soon as they decide to learning from their mistakes, then they become smart people. But until then, they're just idiots and they keep driving on. I don't have to watch Mark's smack head against the wall to know that hurts. I know it hurts. I don't have to do it myself. <laughs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> the army guy. And by the way, I didn't know I didn't this was not an idea of putting all three service guys. It's I literally went through a Rolodex of 10 people. And I, when I came down with the first 10 people, you guys were uh, in that 10. And so it wasn't were the only ones that answered. No, no, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, the problem was I, I was like, okay, uh, this guy knows this guy, this guy knows this guy. So I was, I had to pull away from people that I, I really was. The idea was to pull people in today that don't know each other. You might've seen each other, might've heard each other like rain and Jeff, I, you guys have heard each other. But you guys never really met, and so right. you both had a show. You had different days. You didn't see each other in the studio, um, but you might have heard of him. Um, but you didn't have that personal conversation and know what each other did. And Aaron's never been in any of my network on any of the stuff. Uh, I think he might have done a radio show with me uh, several years ago. I think he came on. I don't remember what show it was, 
But other than that, prior to my radio business, he's never been involved. He went his direction. I went my direction. And we both had two different worlds. You know, when I, um, when I, when I, when I always say the things that I say, live life, don't live life, live you. Now, everybody has a different reason for it, right? When I say it, it means literally to me is if you are sad, depressed, unhappy, things aren't going right in your life. It's not, you're not, you're not, the direction's not right. The financial's not right. Your marriage is not right. Your, your car's not riding right. Your car's dirty. Whatever the case is, if you're angry, upset, frustrated, stressed out, whatever that negativity is going on in your mind, to me, that's letting the life live you. You have a choice. You don't have to be that way. You can actually be happy um, and you can actually make that change. And it goes back to what I said at the very beginning, you know, between the four of us here, I think we can, we can tell people that the direction of life is actually really simple. It's complicated on the path that you go forward with, but it's a simple path to change that decision because only you can make it. But the one thing that you always have to put in mind when you make a change, I can say live life, don't let life live you. That's good for you. But who's around you? Is your family around you every day? Is your friends around you every day? Are you in social media every day? Everything you do from that decision affects everything. If you're the positive light in everybody, and guess what? Everybody's going to be positive. If you're the negative, guess what? Everybody's the negative. And I bring it up because 12 years ago, 9, 10 years ago, many years there, Aaron did a show called Attitude with Aaron. And it was always about being a better you. It was always about inspiring others. It was always about looking at what you have done and making life better. Figure it out a way to make it a little simpler, make it a little more complicated. Whatever that path is, it was all about one thing, attitude. Aaron, if you could tell us a little bit, I know you miss it because you got to, I, I couldn't, I can't remember I don't know how it felt. Did you guys lose Mark? <laughs> yeah, and as I'm going to get out there, I have this whole list of things. And even though it's only for like nine minutes and everybody's only listening and there wasn't people talking, Aaron had a path. And I mean, he got on the call and he went a hundred miles an hour and then it was, see you later. Got to go. Bye-bye. So tell us a little bit about attitude with Aaron, and then I want to know a little bit about. <laughs> yeah. So man, blast from the past, bringing that up. I wasn't expecting that today. So that's. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> so um, no well, attitude with Aaron. It was um, you know, it really started out as I was using a conference bridge. That's all it was, and people would call in every single morning at seven a.m. Uh, Eastern time and I would knock out a call and it would never ever go more than eight minutes like that was a deal no matter what and all I did is I had a very specific topic for the day and I just went in and I just I would tell a story about a bad situation basically and then how you make it a better situation and then we would give everybody a challenge for the day to go out to make that, to actually put into action. Cause again, it's what I said at the beginning of this call is that the problem is, is it, and, and I see this problem in every aspect of life 
for with a lot of people is that everybody has ideas, everybody has thoughts, but very few people execute. Most people don't actually execute when it comes time to make things happen. And uh, I'm going to digress just for one second. One of my business partners, he always says to me, and it drives him crazy, but we love each other. It's good. But he drives him crazy because he says, you will tell everybody our entire business model, like all the details of it. And he goes, that's like proprietary. It's our process, our system. I go, first of all, we could tell it to everybody because none of them are going to go execute on it. It's just the reality. And I said, and if somebody does have the gumption to take our idea and execute on it, reality is we will probably end up doing some sort of joint venture or working with them because people that get things done are attracted to people that get things done and people that execute work with people that execute and you end up finding ways where, because also nobody, nobody that executes wants to steal my business model. So that executes wants to figure out how to improve it, how to use it, how to find a way to work together and how to actually build it into something more profitable. So attitude with Aaron, I think a lot of that actually came from that, which I didn't realize that when I was doing attitude there and you know, things, uh, happen in life as you move forward. But I think a big part of that was that call every day, although I opened it up and it was for anybody, anywhere, it didn't matter because there was nothing, the big pitch was nothing's ever promoted or sold on it. It was right. just purely, you know, eight minutes of just basically hardcore. But the one thing about it is it honestly, and what most people didn't know about that is I did it in front of a mirror. That's, what, know that. that's what most people didn't know because the truth is I was talking to myself every day. It was my way of getting myself going every day, and it was my way of holding myself accountable. And what people also know is a lot of those stories of the screw up at the beginning was a failure I had. I just didn't say it was me. I would tell a story, but it was something that I dropped the ball on, something I screwed up. And then I talked about what could have been better, what were those action steps that could have made it um, a better resolution, and then what is the challenge for the today? Because it was ideas of ways to be able to force me to have to step outside of my own mistakes. And, um, and Ray, like what you said, is that once I made the mistake, the reason I told it to myself in the mirror, because I was going, hey, idiot, you made that mistake, learn from it, don't go hit your head on the wall and do it again. And then I'd give a challenge for the day to go out and do it. And so um, it literally um, was a product of me talking to myself, trying to get through my own thick skull. Now I know the person to blame for selfies. <laughs> Aaron did it before his time. No, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know that you were. I mean, I knew that there were. We we were friends at the time, so I mean, I knew that there was problems you were going on in your life, and things were changing. Things didn't go right, and so it was. It was a way for you to say, uh, yes, but there's something different, and right. you would share that reference. And what's interesting is that you're right. It was eight minutes. But I think there was two, maybe three times that you went past eight minutes. It was very rare, um, but it was times when you were on a kick. And that kick was, there's, I can be a little bit better. I can be a little bit more positive. And maybe one time might have couldn't land the plane so much, but you got the point across at the end. But I will say that, yeah, I know. Yeah, there was, there was really good conversations, but it's not like we hadn't heard anything before. But sometimes just hearing it from a good soul, a good friend, a good collaborative connection can help us change that direction. I think that's where I've been most of my life is I, I think God has given me the gift of helping people. It's why I like being in the back end. I don't like to be in the front. Um, but what's interesting is, and I know Aaron's kind of through this, and I, and I think Jeff's through some of this as well. Through our friends, they look up to us um, and our family as well. But our, our friends and our colleagues 
They may not hear from them every day. But if you've made one positive change in their life, one good conversation that made them think a little different, years down the road, they're going to come back. They're always going to look up to you and always going to respect you. You may not know it. Um, and I think that's what you did for me, Aaron, is you – I listened to every single one of those calls. I might have missed two or three, but I – it was like bread and butter in the morning. Man, get up, have coffee, have orange juice, have some cereal. All right, I got to get on there. And it was so quick of eight minutes that you came on and you got off. But every day you had an inspiration message, and no two were alike. And that's what I liked about Attitude with Aaron. So thank you for that. But there's no two alike because I made that many mistakes. <laughs> and you should do that again. That was actually it. If it didn't change somebody else, it changed you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jeff. Mm -hmm. So here's what's interesting about Jeff. Jeff, uh, Jeff does things on a whim. In his mind, I think he plans things out. He does not share that information with anybody. Okay. Nope. So uh, I can tell you that there have been times I've wanted to get over here and squeeze his head and squeeze, not squeeze his neck. I just want to squeeze the head a little bit because he, he, would, come a little bit too. <laughs> he would come in the studio. I would email, text something. What are we doing? Where are we going with this? Who are you bringing in? Zero. And then he'd walk in the door and then I, I finally just had to just wing it with him. I, he just walk in the door and might have three guests, might have one guest. Maybe nobody will show up. If they don't show up, I'll just wing the show. And I'm the producer. My staff would look at me and go, is he going to do it by himself? Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. He, they'll, <laughs> show up. they'll show up in a few minutes and they show up, you know, here it is. Here comes the clock and it's one minute to show. Woo, three people come walking in. What the, I, I, I say that because – Jeff had a plan in here, just didn't share it with everybody else. But he would always bring in random people, random people that you, you three would never hear from. You would never see it in social media. You'd never see it in the news because you weren't in that local little small town. But Jeff found those connections. He found those people. And I would literally be like, who are these redneck people coming in my studio? And then they would start telling their story. And then I'd be like, I'm sorry, I call them a redneck. Wow, these are awesome. This is very powerful. So I, my question to you, Jeff, during all that time, mm -hmm. how are you? How has that affected your change in your life and your business? Because there was a time there where you were really doing much of anything. You, you were slow. You were trying to get lead the way going. You were mm -hmm. trying to build a team. Um, I know there was family. There was pressure. It was prior to you building your first house. There was a lot of things that were going on. So how, what do you look at today versus what you, what you knew then? Is it, is it easier? Is it harder? Or are you still just trying to continue pushing forward? Um, you, you know, well, looking back in, in the way I ended up with the show is kind of random in itself that, you know, the show wasn't about real estate or anything. So it was about nonprofits and people doing great things. And because there's so much negative in the world. Um, so, but that was, that was definitely, you know, that when we started, that was when I first started my brokerage and I'm trying to get that up and running and, and figure all that out. And, um, but by the time we came back, um, we, we were pretty well set. 
But um, the idea came from um, when I was a police officer, the only thing that helped me keep my sanity was was uh, volunteering for nonprofits. And I, I partnered with Make-A-Wish and, and I just learned that that helped me deal with all the bad stuff I was dealing with uh, back then. So when we started the show, you know, we got introduced to the 22 fellowship program and right. I'm on there. And I just asked you that one day, I was like, and, and it scared me to death to do the radio show, by the way. So, I mean, it gave me such anxiety to do it. Know. Every, you know, but, uh, you know I, 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 I don't let that hold me back. Um, and, you know, looking back, I mean, we brought so many people on even like, well, talking about one of the random shows, so we had a guest not showing up when we found out two days before. And one of my lenders said, I had this uh, good Samaritan that my car broke down and he stopped and helped me. And, and he's, a, he's, a, he's a Navy SEAL guy and he's this and that. I was like, well, let's bring him on the show. So we brought him on the show and his girlfriend came on and, and um, um, oh, um, you know, the, the other folks came on and they all connected and ended up the girlfriend is an artist and she has artwork in the studio of the, uh, the other folks. And, and um, it, it was just a huge connection that still pays off for them today. And um, but we saw that stuff over and over and over. And that was like a huge blessing. You know, that that, that let me know that, you know, we, we're here for a purpose and it's not mine. So much like you. From him probably, I don't know, maybe two years, year and a half, two years. And my friend called me up and it was, she saw something on Facebook or social media that I'd moved. And so she was curious to know what the heck you moved out of Texas, you know? And what was interesting about the conversation was a huge thank you to me for putting her where she's at today. I don't look at it that way, right? So when I volunteer and I help people, it's because it's my gift. It's it's what I want to do. I'd love everybody to be happy, wealthy, smart, financially stable, having fun. I want everybody to work three hours a day and then out getting muddy for the rest of the day, okay? If we could all do that, that'd be freaking awesome because we could all do the one thing that we should be doing every day anyways, which is just breathe mm -hmm. and enjoy the life that we have. But Aaron said it too. A lot of people worry about the rearview mirror and worry about the past, right? Well, my past came up and I was, she, she's not doing what she wanted to do, but four or five years later, she's slowly getting to where she's at. And it's getting into the media business. It's becoming a journalist. And I never saw that with her. And in fact, there's probably been, I'd say four, maybe five, six people that have come to KVGI that have, were in it a year, year and a half or whatever and totally went right side and into their own thing, doing their own business and their own media, their own radio show or radio station or whatever it is all because they came on and got the inclination and got the bug, so to speak um, through KBGI. Kind of like Aaron in, in business. I, listen, they're partners, they're connections. I, I'm, I'm appreciative that they're out there doing their thing. Um, and I'm glad that I could be a part of that change. If I was looking at, and I don't know if you guys, all three of you feel the same way, but it's kind of like if you one day we're not going to be here and I and I if you want to know one thing I worry about, it's the person standing next to my tombstone and I don't want it to be blank. I know everything that I do and everything that I change can't be there. So what's my inscription that I would like for everybody to understand? 
I just honestly don't want it to be blank. And I don't want everybody to ever forget something that I made and I helped and I provided and I directed to lead them in a different way of life. And so to me, as long as that's not blank, then I've done good. So there's my little uh, my little two cents. Ray. Now, Ray came on, did a show for a while, totally went out left field and said, I'm going to make alcohol. I'm going to make beer. And what's interesting about Ray is he would make all these different beers. Now, I loved every single, truth be told, I loved every single beer you made. Every one you gave me a test of. The alcohol spirits, not so much. Um, it would put more than hair on you. <laughs> he would tell me, oh, it's just a dark rum. Okay, I thought I was drinking ethanol down my throat. <laughs> and he was drinking it like it was water. And I'm like, do you got no taste buds or something? He's like, no, no, it's only, it's only like 80 proof. And I'm like, dude, it's like 150 proof. <laughs> you know, it's like gasoline going down. A, what it, what's in it? Is it ether? I mean, what are, you, what are you doing? So he got into this whole thing about making beer and selling the products for it all. Do you miss that at all? Um, I, I miss I miss some of it, but uh, I'll tell you, I was doing a lot of online sales. I mean, we probably 70% of my business was online sales. And uh, uh, I will tell you, uh, just full disclaimer, making liquor, beer and wine is okay, but making liquor is illegal. So just full disclosure. So We know that, and you didn't tell it. I'm just throwing it out there for all the kiddies watching. There we go. But anyway, <laughs> uh, as far as we used to sell things that, 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 that may or may not have been illegal over the Internet, okay? So I'll just leave it at that. Sometimes I get phone calls from folks asking me how to use these products that we were selling. And, um, you know, uh, half the people that called, us, called me were drunk when they called. And <laughs> we were going through an entire feel about how their grandfather used to make moonshine in the back 40. And did I know the recipe the grandpa used? I'm like, dude, I don't even know who you are. How would I know recipe your grandpa used? I have no clue, you know. And I had this one guy out of uh, what road was it? Someplace here in Texas. Uh, I think it was down near Lamp Passes. Um, I sold him a bucket, just a, a regular old plastic bucket like you'd find at Walmart, you know. But it's made, meant, meant for used to uh, making beer out of. And it had a one inch hole in the side of the bucket where you're supposed to put a spigot in order to bottle. It's a bottling bucket. And the guy calls me up and says, hey, Ray, every time I put water in this bucket, it falls out the hole. And I'm like, dude, plug the hole. Yeah. I mean, these are the kinds of conversations that I would have. And this is probably why I wanted to get out of the business more than anything. Because uh, you run into more than a fair share of idiots out there. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but as far as distilling goes, um, I've improved my craft some since those days. Uh, uh, and no, I don't have any taste buds. It comes from 24 years of smoking cigarettes and drinking uh, drinking coffee, arm, army coffee. Pretty much killed all the taste buds in my face, so I don't have none of those left. Uh, but I ran into a guy who uh, um, he uh, owns property down at Panama, the country of Panama. And uh, for the last two years, we've been trying to get a distillery started down there in Panama. Uh, and this COVID thing kind of shut that down, period. Uh, Panama is a 14-day quarantine country, so we can't even go down there. We have product that's sitting there waiting to be processed, and we can't get down there and process it because you know we can't 
physically enter the country. Um, so that, that's kind of a, a downhill, a bummer for that. But uh, when I come back, I'll bring you some of my better product and you can try it. How's that sound? Awesome. I still have a half a bottle of the last rum. Looks like whiskey and ether and gas all together. But I still have a half a bottle of that left, even though it's a small. Yeah. So I, I am from Somerville, Texas, and Somerville County is the moonshine capital of Texas, just so everybody knows. Um, for a time period there, there was probably a moonshine still under every cedar tree. So if you think about that, uh, there's quite a few of them. But uh, that was about 80 years ago. But. Yeah. So we're getting kind of close of history, to the end huh? now. Um, I got two questions for you guys. I'm going to start with Aaron. Um, it's going to be a hard question for you. Aaron, I'm going to send you back 20 years. What's the first thing you would tell yourself? Right. Wow. That gives the other two, Ray and Jeff, you got a second to think about it. <laughs> I put Aaron on the spot because <laughs> I say this because while you're thinking about that, Aaron. So as you guys are watching and listening out there. So this show is about living life and not letting life live you. And you can breathe. You can be happy. You can be sad. You can not breathe. There's all kinds of options you have in your life. But wouldn't you rather it breathe it right? Breathe it smiling. Breathe it happy. Breathe it refreshing. Be the positive change in people's lives. Why on God's earth would you want to be angry and unhappy? You're the only one that can make that change, and you're the only one that can change that. So be that positive change for everybody else that's around you, because if you're positive, everybody else will be positive. So I was asked this question, and I, I'm not sure I still have an answer. It, it's it's a long answer, so I don't really have it in a few words. But Aaron, question to you. Yeah. Wow. That's a that, that's a that's a pretty deep question, actually. Well, it's a deep question because when the answer is somewhat simple but complicated because that answer aaron is what you're going to tell the next person right you've been doing all along you've right. been taking all the resources and all the information you've been doing all your life up until today to get where you are right it's interesting you're bringing this up i think two or three weeks ago i actually wrote a blog on my website about what i would say to my 25 year old self because my son turned 25. And so I went through there and actually wrote, but what I'm not going to do is cheat and go back and look at what I wrote. I'm going to actually tell you what I think now uh, because every day I think it changes a little bit. But when I look, um, I'm not going to get political here, but when I look at what's going on in our country right now and I see the disregard uh, for, for human life, I see just how hard our youth today are working so hard to try to be somebody they're not with their social media, with their filters, with trying to always outdo the next person. When I even see our politicians just just talk down to one another, be disrespectful to one another. I mean, we want to know why our kids are thinking the loss that are doing is okay. It starts at the top and it works all the way down. And when I look at my own company, I have to say, how do I present myself? Because it's going to filter itself down to our team and uh, to our staff and to our customers. And, um, and when I look at the mistakes I've made with my with my two sons and the things that I wish that I could take back and do over again, and I look at the way that um, you know your spouse is the person that you're supposed to 
be the closest to yet they tend to take the brunt of things <laughs> a lot of times you know just i mean it's you know the ones that are closer to you i think if i were actually mark this is definitely not the direction i plan to go but i think that um if i were to say look back now i would say to really um first of all respect yourself and uh because without self-respect it's hard to really uh i think respect others and then realize that everybody, and this is something my wife says all the time, everybody has a sign. It's an invisible sign over their head that says, make me feel special. And I think that if we could learn to just make other people feel special, and instead of trying to find the wrong in what everybody's doing, find the positive and try to actually bring out the best in people and realize that I don't care who you are, we are all going through hard times we are all having struggles. We are all dealing with things that people can't even imagine. And, you know, the best analogy I can give is that, you know, we all pretend, you know, we're all ducks on water. You know, we're smooth. Everything is good. But underneath, we're paddling as fast as we can just to keep going. And people are literally paddling now faster than they ever have. And yet they're trying to keep up this image and this premise of everything's good. I'm successful, all this stuff. And so I think what I would say is to – uh be nicer and uh, respect yourself. And then also it's not all about work and it's not all about success, but success is defined in many different ways, but it's, I'm, I'm talking about just financial success and, uh, and actually try to make yourself significant and the success will come rather than just focusing on, on, on success. Cause I definitely spent the early part of my career for sure chasing money. And that's all it was about. And, and it was all about, about bigger houses, more cars, bigger boats, fancy, fancy, fancy cars, cars, cars. And then here I am today sitting in my dad's room at a house with him, realizing what's important. And last night or two nights ago, him and I had a conversation. And I said, when you look out at everything in your life right now, I said, what is it that you most want right now? And what's the most important thing to you? And he said, my three sons and my wife. That's what he said. That's what it comes down to. Thank you for that answer. See, as complicated as it is, it was actually refreshing to get it out. Yeah. Ray, we're going to ask you that same question. Okay. And it can't be an army thing. Oh, well, then I guess I don't have an answer. <laughs> uh, well, it's not going to be an army thing, necessarily, but it's going to be related to the army since that was a huge chunk of my life. Uh, I, I am. I, I spent more than half my life in the military. In fact, my father was military, so you could say I've been in the army my whole oh, life. Right. Uh, my son is actually in active duty right now, so yeah, he's a third generation army officer, which is uh, which I think is all, actually fourth generation because my grandfather was military as well. But anyway, what would I tell uh, myself uh, 20, uh, 20 years ago? That's a good question. I like Darren's answer about uh, telling myself to be nicer to folks because, you know, I wasn't always nice to everybody. Um, sometimes uh, it took me a long time to realize that the people that uh, are the hardest to love are the ones who need it the most. So I know that sounds kind of, kind of wishy, but that's, that's true. Um, so I tell myself to be nicer to folks uh, a lot, but I, I'll tell you, uh, I learned a lesson my first tour to Iraq, 2003. I uh, just full, full disclosure. I've been there. I've been over there five times, uh, three to Iraq, two in Afghanistan. And the first time I was over there, the first time I got shot at, I realized what is really important. And you said something about your dad says, Aaron, your dad said, uh, 
you know, my three, my, my three sons and my wife, you know, you got to figure out what's important. And you figure that about one thing, what, if it's your family, that's the one thing and everything else don't mean squat after that. So you just kind of make, make every day, like I said earlier, uh, the best you can and tomorrow's promise to no one. So you move forward, you plan for the best, hope for the best. So that's my answer. Nicer to everybody. And, uh, Pick that one thing quickly, whatever it is. Pick that one thing. Awesome. Thank you for that. Jeff? Yes. Um, so 20 years ago, I was in the police academy, actually. So, um, wow, I think I would think I would, I would tell myself to, to uh, not waste time. So that, you know, just looking at back at everything that's happened since then, everything kind of um, – evolved you know everything you're doing during all that time adds to what you do now and so make it a, a positive experience and don't waste it so i mean awesome I, yeah I, I can't say i have anything uh negative to add to that um just you know i look back and in every single thing that and I, I think i'm a lot like you mark in that um we can pivot in transition and, and if this is not working out we can switch and go do this and just um i think i would just say go with that and make it work and make it positive and and um i don't know everything that i've done is still involved with what i do now so um you know in real estate i still have all my police uh connections and so i do a lot of law enforcement i have law enforcement officers that are realtors of mine. So military, uh, even before law enforcement, I was in at FedEx for four years, but everything I did I, is still involved in what I do now. So just um, make it all, make it all work together. So my answer, my answer, by the way, that I had summed it all up, kind of a blog in my own mind, I had to think about everything, had to think about the answer. And you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. I can go back and tell myself everything to make the change for today. I honestly believe the person that I am, I would still lead in the same direction. So I had to really think hard about what could I tell myself in a few little words, not knowing that I had a long time to talk to myself or a short time to talk to myself or just to be able to share a reference of information. And it was to focus more in life about common sense. Everything you do, just focus a little harder. I've learned a lot of things, much like Aaron. One of the things I did was chasing the money. But one thing I chased more is just living life. Because as much as I want the money, as much as I want to take care of my family, as much as I would like to have the necessities of things that are not your basic necessities outside of food and shelter and clothing, I want all those things, the same as everybody else. But they're not as important when it comes down to taking care of your family, taking care of your heart, taking care of your soul, and taking care of the lungs and the life that you breathe, because you're the only one that can be happy. Um, so thank you guys for coming on the show. I really do appreciate you guys taking the hour. It's a, we've gone over a little bit longer today, but you know this is a premier show. So my last question to you guys before I'll, I'll close and finish, is I want you to share just a little bit of information how to get a hold of you. So you can share your phone number, share your website. We're going to put them all in the comments after the show. But 
I would like to know how to get, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and your business and Jeff, we'll start with you. How, okay. How hold of you. Yeah. So my website is leadthewayhomesavings.com. I have several websites, but that's my passion. I love giving back to those who serve. Uh, I've given back over 50,000 myself this year in commission. So um, that's that's my passion. 817-823-0781. Uh, we do real estate all over Texas, but primarily in Dallas, Austin, and Houston. And um, leadthewayhomesavings.com. Give that number a number. 817-823-0781. Awesome. Ray, on to you. Uh, well, I don't do a whole lot, so I don't, don't really have a whole lot of social media output. Uh, uh, you can uh, get hold of my real estate business. It's 254-897. Oh, good Lord. I can't remember the whole number. 7005. That's it. 7005. It's speed dial number three on my phone. That's, that's <laughs> I can't that. Speed dial number three, Ray. That does not call you. No. That goes to my mom. That's 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 uh, uh, Central Pinto one there in Glen Rose, Texas, small town, but uh, that's that's the best way to get hold of me. Um, uh, again, I, I do most of my life farming right now, which is kind of fun. So, awesome. All right, Aaron, you're up. All right, best website is cbdhempexperts.com, and uh, phone number is nine zero four nine zero zero four seven four seven. And uh, someone will answer, and we're pretty much always available. So give out that website one more time. CBD Hemp Experts with an S dot com. Awesome. I bet you didn't think 20 years ago you would get into that. Uh, I didn't think two and a half years ago I'd be in this. <laughs> <laughs> but here you are. Here we are. Nonetheless, it happened. Well, guys. I really appreciate you coming on the show and spending the hour with me, uh, being on my premiere show. And uh, I definitely would like to have you guys come on another show in the future. Um, uh, trust me, I will never match make. I will never put you together. I know you are all happily married and I might throw you under the bus once or twice. <laughs> definitely you, gotta, you gotta have good banter. You're dealing with military right. guys. <laughs> right. I will remind you before we go, I have pictures of you in Las Vegas. Just remember that. Okay, Aaron, you're a great guy. I love you. Appreciate everything you've done. <laughs> well, let me see you again. <laughs> yeah. He says that, but you're the one that took the ghost pepper. Yeah, that's true. That was brutal. <laughs> yes, you're the gullible one. So I don't have pictures of that. It's all up here. Uh, <laughs> all good stuff. Now, um, guys, I, I appreciate you guys all walking into my life. Um, I haven't said this enough to a lot of people that um, that I actually inspire or look up to. And I'm friends with all three of you guys and, and all three of you. We haven't talked a little bit here and there in the last year or last two years, but I have always looked up to you. I keep up with your social media. I know it's vice versa, um, but I appreciate what you do in your life. I appreciate the change you make. And I honestly... I can honestly say that I've seen all of you grow up and make change, whether it's your life or your family's life. But I really appreciate seeing that there are some positive influences in our lives. We need to keep those. And the reason I say that is because when I had to think about what I would say to myself 20 years ago and common sense was the thing that came up. And it was because 
I feel like society has lost a little common sense. We, we, we are focused on things we can't have. We are focused on the direction that we can't get to. We're focused on the negative things that we're trying to fix instead of trying to only fix what we can control. And when I think about all those different things, you can mentor, you can talk, you can collaborate, you can share, you can provide, you can do all that stuff. But none of that matters if you're not doing it yourself. And that's what has always been in my mind about live life, don't let life live you. Because I feel like I always need to be an inspiring person. It's why you hardly ever see me get mad. My wife, she sometimes has to put her foot down and go, just get mad, just yell, just scream. And I do it and she laughs because I can't do it right. I can't get mad right. I can't put my foot down and yell. Um, when I say that, I do have two dogs that frustrate me because they are toddlers, even though they're less than a year old and they do things in this house. And it's just, it's like having kids and it's just like, mm, I want to, I want to ring them a second, you know, just like, come on, you should know these things, but uh, you're part of the Warners. You're, you're part of our family. You should know these things. We trained you well. And then I sit down and go, yeah, that ain't working out. They're not listening to me. <laughs> And speaking of dogs, Jeff has to go and get his little dog. My kitty dog. Kitty dog. <laughs> well, guys, thanks so much for spending the hour. Um, I'm going to end the show with this on a positive note. Everyone that you see on here, they've shared their information. They've shared their resources, how you get a hold of them and contact them. I know Ray and Jeff are going to connect each other. And, and Aaron, I hope that you connect with Jeff. Jeff's an awesome guy. He's got a lot of connections out there as well as Ray. So I'd love to see the three of you guys at least have a conversation or share information. Uh, I believe there is something you guys all three have um, that can help other people not later down the road and help you as well. But if I'm telling you where this show is and where it's going and what it's trying to do at the end of the day, it's trying to help you be better. One thing that I've learned about being a part of a program called Project Relo is I worried too much about the past. I've worried too much about the people that I've lost and I've let that weigh on my heart and it's weighed on my shoulders. And one day I met somebody a few years ago and that person said to me, why aren't you doing this? Why did you do it that way? Why don't you look at it that way? Why don't you try to rethink the brain? Why don't you retrain the brain? Why don't you focus on what you have right in front of you? Because what I realized is everything that I was doing in my life, was all from back there. Now I wasn't in a rearview mirror like Aaron says, and I was looking at the rearview mirror. I was thinking it 24 seven. I was worried about everything. And then in 2018, I lost one of my best friends and I lost it to suicide. And as hard as that was, I started to see all my groups of friends. And some of you are actually watching this today. And I, I feel for you. I do. And I hope you've made a positive change. But that person that has left us, it wasn't our fault. It wasn't anything we could do. It wasn't a mistake that we made. But my friend is not going to be sitting there looking at me and down from me from above thinking that I'm not going to survive and I'm not going to be the person I am today. The time that I got to spend with him changed my life. And it made me think that I can't worry about the past so much. I can't worry about what it could have, should have. 
I can't think about the things that I can make in the future either. I can only live for today. So one thing that came up in that conversation was, what are you going to do tomorrow? Well, hmm, are you going to make a change tomorrow? No, that's tomorrow. Guess what? You can only make the change for today. I can't change tomorrow. I can change the day, which reflects and makes the change tomorrow. But I can't change the future unless I change today. And I absolutely can't change the past, but I can change my future because of my past. That's called learning. That's called educating myself and making that change. So if I could share any information with you guys out there, it is stop letting the things weigh on you so much. Kick them off the shoulder a little bit. It's not about having the heaven on one side and the devil on the other side. It's just about having a little bit of common sense up here. It's just about breathing. It's just about being positive because everybody in your circle is looking at you. So if you can be that positive person, so will everybody else. And guess what? Makes good friends. There you go. Living life. Guys, thanks so much. Aaron, Thank thanks you. so much for that. Give Jenny a kiss and hugs for me next time you see them. Um, definitely text her and tell her I said hello. Jeff, you and your wife and your family, I know you've got your house and your, your RV and everything, so congratulations. Thank you. I know you didn't see that three or four years ago, but nope. so glad that it's working out for you. Thank you. And Ray, dude, I got to see a picture of this house. You got to tell me what you're doing. I know all these 30 years in the service and coming home and, and living, living a new dream, you got to start sharing that. Got to see it, man. I see where you're going. But hey, Ray and Jeff, it was a pleasure meeting you too, and thanks for your service. Great meeting you guys. Thank you. All. all right, guys. One last thing that I always say, and I hope I can say this right before I actually close out. A friend of mine says at the end of every show, and so I thought I would use some references at the end of the show to say the one flattering thing that one of my friends might say. Go out there and live your life because every other life is taken.